topic that we're going to discuss this week about being Muhammad a grandparent, which again we always mentioned from the outset that obviously there are two perspectives on this mitzvah of Kibrabe. There's the perspective of the child, and then there's the perspective of the parents. I think definitely on this one over here, with the grandparents, the vast majority of the people are viewing it from the perspective of the grandparent, not the grandchild. I don't know how many people here still have grandparents. It'll be a tremendous chus. But so Let's understand what the obligation of the grandchild is towards the grandparent, if there is an obligation at all, and what the source of the obligation. Because interestingly enough, in as much as we it's so ingrained in us in terms of a messiah that we know that you take care of your grandparents or Muhammad grandparents, at the same time, if you look in the Gemara, it's not mentioned anywhere, and it's not even clear that Akrayim sort of grapple as to what is the source and what is the obligation or what is the mitzvah to be mechabed a grandparent? It's not so simple. It would seem, min asfar, it would seem very elementary, right? You mechabed parents and then obviously grandparents as well, but it's not so simple where it's from. The mechaber himself, as a matter of fact, does not mention such a halakha, it's only the Ramah who mentions it. And the, the source that he's quoting, we'll begin with today, is a tshuva from the Marik. The Marik writes as follows, it's a Sherish Memdalit, in the beginning of the Chuba. Very interesting question that he was asked. It seems that it seems that somebody had passed away and they did not have living children or perhaps not any male children to say Kaddish for them. Right? So who was going to say Kaddish? So everyone says Pasha Tainikal. And this is very relevant. When every person who doesn't have parents, right? So they know who says Kaddish for the Zayda. If the parents are not here and they have no uncles left, nobody's saying Kaddish for the grandparents. The meaning of the developed meaning is that the Enikul says Kaddish for the, for the grandparents. So in this case, it seems like there was no... It doesn't seem like this is after a long amount of time that the parent passed away. It, means, it seems that this parent had passed away at a younger age. So basically you're left with a, middle, a gap in the generations. There was a grandparent and a grandchild. And the grandchild was going to say Kaddish for the grandparent. So they asked the Marik, what's the question? So this goes back to something we discussed a little earlier in the year. That in the old meaning was that Kaddish was only said by one person. So if there was more than one person that had to say Kaddish, what did they do? They divided it. And when you divide it, there were different levels of Kadima that people had depending on what their level of Chiyuv was, right? The person was Tech Shloshim, Tech Shana, or Yardzai. What's the Kadima in order to receive? How many Kadeshim do you There are a number of Kadeshim in Davening. How many do you receive? Depends on where you stand and on the totem pole. So the question was, this grandchild, where does he stand? He's not a child, right? So he doesn't have the same level as, let's say, other Chiyuv in the Shul who are saying Kaddish for a parent. He's only a grandchild. So what is his level of of a Kadima in terms of receiving a schos to say Kaddish in Shul. So the Marik writes as follows. Ne'er l'ani es da'iti, it's a sherish m'dal, ne'er l'ani es da'iti, da'afilo ha'yino e'mer, she'yesh le'me Kaddish ba'avur z'keni, o'ezik k'nasim, v'kantem. Even if we were to say that a person should say Kaddish for a grandfather or a grandmother, why should they say Kaddish? D'b'nei b'anem ha'rein k'vanem, which we'll get to in a moment, those words, Come from a Gemara in Yavamas. We'll see what the context of the Gemara is in a moment. B'nei banim harehim kabanim. Grandchildren are like children. Nobody would argue that a grandchild is actually literally like a, like a child. 
So let's say there would be two people in the shul. There would be a child who has to say Kaddish, and then this guy is the grandchild who has to say Kaddish for his grandparents, because there is no child to say. His parents are not alive, Lamasha. So he does not have the same level as the child. A grandchild has no obligation and there's no Indian for the there's no Indian for the grandchild to say Kaddish more than other what does other Acher mean? We know, let's say a person passes on, there's no one to say Kaddish. So you hire someone, you pay a Tamil to say Kaddish. So Zokti Zokti Marik, the grandchild, he's like the Tamil Chacham that you hire. Somebody should say Kaddish for the person who passed away. The grandchild is like a stranger. Somebody should do it. He's that somebody. But there's no significance in the fact that he's a grandchild. Anyone can say the Kaddish. And he's like that person. There's nothing significant about it. That's what he wants to suggest. This is even if the grandparent raised the child? Seemingly. Doesn't seem to indicate any difference. The, rela- the relationship is, a, is, is an essence, right? That he's a grandchild. And still, what? So, so is that like more of a drash, or is that actually irrelevant to Halakha itself? So he seems to say that a grandchild is no different than anybody else. And if the grandparents uh, survived that all their children? So in the Kanam, so maybe he said he could say it, but he's, for the same price, they could really have somebody else say it. That's what he seems to be saying. And it may not be so posh, we'll see, and if you look, and we're not going to Haskadis, but if you learn how Tzavelos, we don't fear it like that. There's a reason why the Velt, say he himself, even admits it at the end, there's a reason why the Velt, it fears that if there's no child, certainly we're very common that after many years where that generation has already passed on, we only up to the third generation that who says Kaddish for the grandparent? The grandchildren. You don't stop they find a stranger to say. Oh. But here is, let's get to what, what, what they gave for us over here. Shamir, oh, why is that? Why shouldn't the grandchild say? Why is it not important that Dr. the grandchild should say? Because saying Kaddish has to do with the Chiv of Kibbut Avein. Shari Omra Paiskim, Sheshrei Achim, Neutlin, Shnei Chalachim Kaddish. You have two brothers who say it for the same parent, right? So you say, let them take as one person. Why are they taking two pieces of the Kaddish, two pieces of the pie? They're saying they only have one parent. Parent says, because since the Chiv of Kaddish is Kibbut Avein, Machabim, 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 Lachamoyse, each one has their own independent Chiv of Kibbut Avein. So the fact that his brother Dam is in the same shul and he's getting a Kaddish does not take away from him. So each one is going to be able to get a Chiv. You don't say the same for the same Nifter, so let them only get half the, half the amount. They should share. They should take one Chiv and share that Chiv. No, each one has their own independent Chiv. Why? Because the din of saying Kaddish is part of the Chiv of Kibbutzavei. A grandchild who has no obligation to be Mechabin, his grandparent, the only chiyuv that we know about from the Torah and from the Gemara is a father, a mother, a father's wife, a father like a second wife, meaning not his, like a stepmother, and a stepfather, which we know the Gemara says, those are the only people we know that a, that a person is to be mechabed. Parents, step parents, and Achimagod. Umuchak Lumikro, I mean, Maksumis Perkanoise, Oi Ashes, Ovim Afila Hamises, Ovim Lumitz of Alma. Perhaps a stepmother or stepfather extends even after the Misa of the parent, but we are certainly only limited to those few people. Let's keep it Avein itself. And then 
Step parents and Afi Chagodel. Grandparents, it's not mentioned anywhere in the Gemara. Again, we mentioned it should seem so fundamental, so elementary that you're not machabi, your grandparents. It doesn't say it anywhere in the Gemara. Look, there's no chiyah. Avo ben aben bekavod hazaken zelim b'tiv b'shul malkin. There's no source for such a thing. Where does it say that you machabi your grandparents? In Cain. Ein loy loy mar yoisek kadosh me adam acher el shenaruki. Lamaisi says that's the minute. The minute is that the grandchild does say kadosh, right? And we know how they am that talk of the minute. And who says for the grandparent? You don't go look for somebody else to say it. The grandchild says it. However, in terms of kibud avay, look to my rick. He's working backwards, back to the source. He seems to say clearly. Nice. No, it's obvious. He's saying what he's saying is that a grandchild has no obligation of covet. Towards their grandparents. Isn't it a cover for the parents if the if the Kaddish is said to their parents? Again, you want to know that if let's say the third generation is saying a, a Kaddish for the for his grandparent, that's a form of being let's say the parent is not even alive anymore. Not alive, or, or it's the mother. Let's say the mother's Right. Mother. So she obviously she's not gonna say Kaddish, so she no, wants her son. Wants so if that's her rough, and then she asks him, so then it certainly is a covenant of the act. But we're talking about without that dynamic. Let's say just in terms of the relationship between the grandchild directly to the grandparent. Is there a chiyuv of covenant? And the way the Marek is explained, which I think that is the understanding that the chiyuv, that the din of Kaddish is a din of kibbutz Avaim. So is there a direct obligation from the grandchild towards the grandparent that he has a chiyuv to, to, to mechavadim? But that point is going to come up again. Not in terms of Kaddish, we'll see it in other areas of kibbutz Avaim. If the parent in the middle has what to do with this scheme. And also, every time a, a, a parent passes away, the son takes goes into his father's, you know. Like uh, a broad power that boy, yeah. like he becomes a, Right, even his place. He's in his father's secret. He takes over his father's, you know. Uh, so, in a sense, position. the grandchild so is saying college for the parent? That's what he's saying. So, in a sense, it's like take all his father's obligation. His father's college his father, but he says. So in a sense, he's he's really feeling the obligation towards his parent, you see, not right, towards his right. grandparent. That, that, that's what the Ellie is saying, right. Oh, there, yeah, is, there is also a, 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 a person by Yibun, where uh-huh. um, you, you are being the kind of the, the ha, not that person's <laughs> child. Right, so there is a concept like that where you're doing it for somebody else. You're saying, so is the grandchild saying Kaddish not for his yeah. grandparent directly? He's right. really saying it because of... So think like this, if the parent had a heel of keep it out, now the the parent is not living. This middle generation, so he's chav shimin amitzvus. He has no more. His chiv of kibudav has definitely been terminated, right? Can you do kibudav? even You could be chayim kibudav to your parent who's not alive, but the parent who's not alive, he has no obligation of kibud to his parent who's not alive. The grandparent and the parent are both not alive, so there's only the ethical here. So you can't say he's filling the father's obligation because the father himself is not here anymore. It's like your case that there was a mother who was alive, and then she just has she just restricted she can't say Kaddish because she's a woman. So then maybe I can hear such a far more. If they're both not here, then it becomes a, a bit more complicated. Okay, let's see what the Ramah brings over here. Sifin Reishmem, Sif Chav Beis. He brings this Marik because this is the only source, and he disagrees with him strongly. Zof the Ramah, Sifin Reishmem Yerdeya, Sif Chav Dalim, Hago, Yesh. The first one, the first machaber we're not going to discuss today. Maybe some other time. Chayav Adam lechabed chomot. This week's parsha from Yisrael, and it's learned out also from David Amelach. So with Shal, two makayis the girl actually brings this week's parsha parsha Yisrael. That's the shver. The shver is for a different time. So let's see what the Rama says. Hago again, it's not mentioned in Shulchan Aruch, only in the machaber. Only the Rama mentions Yesh Oyvim de'ein Adam Chayiv bechvoid Avi Oviv. Who's the Yesh Oyvim? He's quoting the Marik, right? 
The person is not obligated at all. There's no chiyuv of mechamgi grandparents. The ena nearly. This is not so, Doctor Amma. Ella the chayiv the chvoid aviv yoiser mechvoid avi aviv. You are obligated to be mechamgi your grandparent. Narvas, not the same level as a parent. The parent is more than the grandparent, right? It's not so clear. We'll see. Perhaps there are two interpretations of what the Rama means. He says the chayiv the chvoid aviv. He's obligated to be mechaber his parent more than his grandparent. So you could, you could like collect in basic pshat. Does it mean that the level of chiyuv is greater? Meaning there are certain things that you do for your father which you would not be obligated to do for your grandfather from the whole spectrum of kibud. Maybe for your grand, for your father, x amount. Your grandfather, not so much, less. Or means in contrast, when you have a father and a grandfather, you mechaber the father more than the grandfather. Meaning, if you have to choose between the two, who you mechabed more, the father comes first. Maybe that's what the Ramah means. It's not clear. But the question is, where does the Ramah get this from? Again, Marik said, there's no source. So we're in the, if that's the case, what's the source for the Ramah that a person should be mechabed his grandparent? So look at the Taz. Zav the Taz, it's a Rashi in Chomish. Kein Pirish Rashi B'Chomish Al Ba'yizbach Zvachim Lelikei Aviv Yitzchak few weeks ago, when Yaakov Avinu was going down to Mitzrayim, it says that he brought Karbanis, Lelike Aviv Yitzchak. If you just turn the page for a moment, just to look, you'll see the Chumash with the Rashi. Rashi uses this very expression. You see that the Ramah literally was borrowing the expression from Rashi and Chumash. It says, Rebaisa, it's in Perak Menvav, and Pashas Vayigash, Pasuk Alav, Vayisa, Yisrael B'chala Shalom, Vayyav Be'yashava, Vayizbach, Tzvachim, Lelike Aviv Yitzchak, Tuk Rashi, Chayiv, Adam, B'chavayit, Aviv, Yosev, why does it say that the Karbanis was like of Yitzchak? What about Abram? There it is, of Rashi, because, and he's quoting a Medrash, it's not Rashi, don't finish, that a person is obligated to be Mechabed, his father, more than his grandfather. So, if he has to mention one of the two, either the grandfather or the father, he should mention the father to give him the covenant. So the, the level of covenant that a person is obligated towards a parent is on a higher level. But, and it's, Rashi is sort of admitting that Yosef, but there is a chiv of covenant to the grandparent. The parent is even more, but there still is a chiv of covenant to the grandparent as well. So that is the source. Now, the Taz, let's continue another two lines here in the Taz. One second, it's a Rashi and Chumash, it's a Medrash. The Tamal there is Shaina. It's a Tamal. It's, it's an astonishment. Shahum Arik, the Nelam and Ben appears Rashi and Chumash. He didn't learn Chumash and Rashi every week. He didn't know about this Rashi. <laughs> well, how could that be? What? He's saying, there's no source that a person is Muhammad a grandparent. But look at the Rashi, he brings a medrash clearly, it may not be a Gemara, but it's a medrash that says that you see from Yaakov Avinu, but yes, a parent more, but a grandparent someone as well. So this is where he remains, Shver on the Marik. Now, we'll see here that the Marik was not without a source. Yes, it's true that he said that. All the Marek said, we don't have any source that a person is obligated to, to be Mechabed a grandparent. But more than that, there are clear proofs that not only there's no source that you have to be Mechabed, but there are, that there are Makarius and Shas that say you do not, you, you, there is no Chiyah. It's Mephorius that there's no Chiyah. Not only there's a lack of variety the other way, there's Mephorius that there is no obligation whatsoever. Let's see the first Gemara, and the Gura quotes this Gemara, an amazing Gemara in. It's a little shocking, but let's read the Gemara in Machis Dafyabes. If you wouldn't know this Gemara, it'd be a little, it sounds a little, uh, a little much, a little surprising, but let's see what the Gemara says in Dafi Beza, but Alf Tani Chada, a few lines before the Mishnah. Tani Chada, Av Shaharag Benoi, 
What does that mean? It means the father, Rahman killed the child, one of his children, let's say, right? So the other child becomes the Goyal Hadam. What does that mean? Sounds like he has to kill his own father, right? But then there's another Bryce that says, There's a Mishnah earlier. If the din of Goyal Adam is an obligation to go kill, is it a mitzvah to kill the Reitzayat, or it's only a Rishos, right? The concept of Goyal Adam, that Reuben kills Shimon Meshagin, so Shimon's relatives are allowed to kill Reuben. Are they allowed to kill him, or they have a mitzvah to kill him? It's a Machlekes in the Mishnah. So the Gemara wants to say, perhaps, this is Tolim. Because if it's a mitzvah, then even the child should go ahead and do it. If it's only Rishos, then obviously the child should not kill his own father, it shouldn't override the mitzvah of Kibidah Ba'ev. Even if it would be a mitzvah, he still would not be permitted to kill his father. Even if there's a mitzvah of Goyal Adam, he would not be the one to do it. We would have to give it to somebody else. For a child, he is never allowed to be that agent of Bezdin to go ahead and kill his own father. Gemara says, Eloi Kasha, these two, you have two prices. One says, a father kills a child, there is a din of Goyal Adam. The other one says, there's no din of Goyal Adam. The other Gemara is talking about two different cases. One case is, a person kills a child. We want to know, he kills. He has two sons, he kills one son. The other son, should he kill his father? No, he should not. Why? Because it's his father. The other case is, the father kills his child. What about that person's child, the Enikul? Should he be the Goyal Adam for his father and kill the grandfather? The Gemara, yeah. Sounds like a chiddush. That's what the Gemara says. Look on Rashi. It's the last Rashi before the Mishnah. You guys see none? Ela loy kasha haba benay haba ben benay haba ben benay hada tanya ein benay nasa Goyal Adam be benay shel reitzeach ha'amen. It took me the child of the reitzeach, meaning because the reitzeach had two children. He killed one brother, one of his two children. The other child should not go kill the father. Means that the father killed the child. And the Enikol, the son of the one who was killed, should be the Goyal Adam. Rashi adds these words. The point doesn't say that. Rashi says, You hear that? Since a grandchild is not obligated to be Muhammad the grandparent, in the case of a Goyal Adam, he would kill his own grandparent. Sounds a little, uh, a little shocking, right? But that's what the Gemara says. But what does Rashi say? That a grandchild is not obligated to in covenant with the parents. Otherwise, what's the Gemara says? The Gemara wants to be mechalic between the child and the grandchild. To, to be a girl down for a person's own parent, they're not. Why? Keep it out of anything. You can't go kill a parent. That doesn't override. The, the mitzvah of girl down doesn't override it. A grandparent, there's no obligation towards the grandparent, so the, so the girl down does override. One second. That means clearly, a parent there is a chiv, a grandparent there is no chiv. That is the source of the Marit. Oh. What? It's a Syrian Rashi himself. Oh. So, to, to understand this, we'll have to see that we began that it seems so elementary that there's a chiv to be, to, or there's a mitzvah to, to, to be mechavid your grandparent. But the question is, we know, yeah, the Torah says, kavid esavichavesi mecha. Where does the grandparent fall into this? In our heart, we know we should do it, but what's the source? Why? Right? Why should a person be mechavid his grandparent? In terms of the mitzvah of kibbut avaim, where does it say it in the Torah? So there are really two approaches here. In the Rishonim, it's not mentioned, but the Sefer Haredim brings 
one svar, and that was the svar we saw mentioned really already in the Marik. And we'll see that the there are other Akharidim, and the one I brought here is the Shlomakulga, but he's not the only one. Bring a different svar to explain why a person should be obligated to honor their grandparents. So let's see the same Akharidim, it's in Perik, Dalit. Of he divides the mitzvahs depending on what type of mitzvahs they are. He calls the mitzvahs asemen aperio achlias bepet, the ones that you do with your mouth. Obviously, it's not only with your mouth, but that's how he divides the mitzvahs. And it's mitzvah beis. Actually, I think it's alf and it's like alf and beis. I'm not exactly sure how the sefer is set up. And he brings over here as follows: because of nami b'shov the sefer meneris hamor the sivu dalit. It's in the middle. The hand points to where we're, where we were going to get three lines from the bottom of the page. The Avi Ovid, the Chlal Ovid. A grandfather is included. He, he, the beginning is talking about the mitzvah of, of Kibbut Avain. This is the mitzvah he's discussing. That a grandfather is included in the father. The Chayim, Im of, Aim Ovid, the Aim Imad. Doesn't only mean a father's father. Every grandparent, the mother's mother, mother's father, father's mother, they're all included in Kibbut Avain. The Chayim, Avi Imad. How do I know this? He also knew the Rashi. Grandmother as well. Now why? He's the one who says as far as the time of the cool mishum, the bnei bonim harayim kibon. That we saw the Marik says, don't say bnei bonim harayim kibon, right? But obviously he was trying to contend with something with the svar which exists over here. Now bnei bonim harayim kibonim. It's a very interesting halacha. Where does it say Bnei Baruch Harim Kabanim? It's a it's a refrain that everyone's familiar with. But what does it really mean, Bnei Baruch Harim Kabanim? It's a fascinating halacha in the Gemara Yevamos. The Gemara Yevamos says that get into the shach of the Gemara, but the halacha, the the, the maskan of the Gemara in Yevamos Tafsamah plays Amaral says like this. We know that there's machlokes b'shamim beisilol. What is the chiv of pirvirim? And we pass in like beisilol that the chiv of pruru, the chiv of the full chiv of the mitzvah is zachar and the right? Son and daughter. So the Gemara says that let's say a person only has sons, or vice versa, he only has daughters. When you move on to the next generation, and that child or those children have their own children, if they in turn have children of the opposite gender, let's say let's say a person only has sons, no daughters, but his sons in turn will have daughters. That is the key of Pirvir. He has been the Kain Beis Hill because now he has a son and a daughter. How does he have a daughter? Well, the Gemara In terms of Kiyam of Mitzvah Pirvi Rivia, and the Marik brings that Gemara later and he says, Nah, that's for Pirvi Rivia, but you want to know, do you have children? That's considered having Zohar and Akeva to have the full Kiyam of Pirvi Rivia. In terms of Kibbutz he says it's not relevant to Kibbutz Avim. But the same Haredim is evoking that Gemara. Not only is it relevant to the Mitzvah, I know somebody that he's very proud of this. He only has sons, he has no daughters, but his granddaughters, he always says, These are my daughters. That's what he calls them. Why? Because up until that point, he had no daughters. He only had sons. So he has a special pride in that. But it's a Gemara. The Gemara says that is the key of the mitzvah through grandchildren as well. So the Haredim is applying that idea to keep it out of aim. Not only is it a mitzvah, not only is it a relationship which allows the grandparent to have the mitzvah of Pirvi, but it's, it works the other way around as well, that in terms of the grandchild, they are obligated to be mechab the grandparent not as much as a parent, but in the context of a parent, similar means your grandfather as well, because a grandfather is the same way a grandchild is like a child, a grandfather is like a father. That's the Sefer Haredim. Now, look in the Sefer of Rav Kuga, which is called Chuvis Tov Tam Vadas. It's in Chilu Kama Simin 
Shayla Rashu Gimel. This is about Kibbutz Aim. And here, Elias, this is something that you mentioned before. He has a whole new view on the mitzvah of being Mechabed, a grandparent. Look what he, how he understands it. Again, because you can't, you, first of all, you can argue that B'nai Barmarim Kabana really is not said over here for the mitzvah. You certainly can make a distinction like this. I saw Rabbi Shishtamuk says such a distinction. B'nai Barmarim Kabana means that what? That from the grandfather's perspective, they are his grandchildren. But who says it works the other way around? Right? You understand? What does the Gemara mean when it talks about in terms of having children? It means that B'nai Barmarim, they're like your children. But when they're looking from the bottom up, do they look at you that you're their parent? Not necessarily, right? It's, does the relationship work both ways? He wants to argue it does not work both ways. And that's the pshat in the Marik. The reason why the Marik held that there's no chiv to be mechabed the grandfather because b'nei only works from the top down, not from the bottom up. So look at a different svar that the Rishlam Kluger says to explain this chiv of, or this mitzvah of being mechabed the grandparent. Zokr Rishlam Kluger. It's in the Bermasa Lihine. So, this is one more source, actually, on the next page, on the facing page, to another source to the Marif, against the Ramah. What is that? Let's, maybe, let's, let's see the Gemara for a minute. There's one line of Gemara, and that will give us the full picture before we see this, this uh, Chuba from Shlomo Kuga. Look what the Gemara says in Saitid Af An interesting story of Acha Bar Yaakov, Itbil Beber Rabbi Yaakov, Bar Bartim. So you have Rabbi Achabar Yaakov, he raised his grandson, whose name was Rabbi Yaakov. That's something that we mentioned earlier, about naming after grandparents. Now Rabbi Yaakov was Barbarte, he was the son of his daughter. Kigodo, when he raised his grandson, Amalei Ashkirimai, please bring me a drink of water. That's what we know from the Gemara, that that's part of Kibbutz to bring water to a parent, to be mashka, to give them to drink. Amalei, so he told his grandfather, nothing doing, grandpa. I'm not your son. Well, you want me to? I should go and have you. I'm not your son. But hang with the Amriyinchi, Revei Revei Bar Barachano. Rashi says like this. Look at Rashi. It's in the outer column. There are two columns of Rashi here. It's like a goddess. They have two, two, no taste. It's only Rashi. So Rashi says, Bar Bar Tachano, Ve'en Ani Mechabed Chol Kibed. I'm not your son. You think I'm going to be Mechabed? You'll be. I'm going to start bringing you to drink. So it seems, for again, from this Rashi, again, pretty clear, like the Marif. He says, I'm not going to be Mechavadim because I'm a child. So the Yerushalayim B'Kugar is coming to defend the Ramah. Again, we know that we follow always the Psalm of the Ramah. So what are we going to do over here? You have a Rashi in Makis that says that you could kill a grandfather for Goyal Adam. You have a Gemara here in Saita that says that he told his grandfather, I'm not your, grand- I'm not your son. I don't have to be Mechavadim. So what are we going to do with this? How are we going to reconcile this with the fact that the Ramah says that there is an obligation to be Mechavadim a parent? So let's figure this out over here with this Yerushalayim B'Kugar. It's true, I had a very hard time with this from with this Gemara. That a grandson would kill the grandfather as a girl Adam. He named the Zuashan Nitfas Pem the Asir Safe and Master Kefal Tayra, that's your Belazar, the Rob of Amsterdam, Ashahoya that's the Master Kef, Ashahoya Yosemi Meyashan Lutnim, Bayim Nitfas, Vera Isi Boy, to me, I see he also asked these questions, Misaita, Tomahu, Bahamagia, Tomah Mimakis, Behine, Kushizu Mimakis, Yashafti Sham, 
So here he has a very interesting shot. The Rama himself admits that what? That a person is not mechayiv to, to a person is mechayiv to mechayiv his father more than his grandfather. So what he's suggesting is that in terms of the Gemara, Makkas of Gerl Adam, so why is a person go avenge the blood of the Harug? He's avenging it, right? That's covered for his father. So basically he's saying that over there, really, it's a contrast between his father and his grandfather. If he wants to be his grandfather, what is he going to do? He can't kill him. But the covenant of his father demands that he should kill the grandfather. Sounds strange, but that's what, how we understand it. That in order to avenge the, the blood of his father who was killed by the grandfather, he, the covenant of his father obligates him to go do it. So he said, it's no right for the Gemara Makis. The Gemara Makis is exactly what the Ramah say. That you're in the covenant of your father more than your grandfather. So here is a direct contrast. The grandfather was the Retzeach. The father was the Haruk. So that is why not you should refrain from killing, rather you should go ahead and kill. So he says, the Gemara Makis, that's on the side. Oh, what do you do with the Gemara insect? So here's what he says, he is saying. A new understanding of Ellie, like you mentioned, why a person should machabit a grandparent. I never an answer, but now I do. He says, "Okay, Snira, now I want to tell you what I think the answer is." The Gamli Hasam Asi Shakir. The Yesh Lachalik Bein Im Aviv Veimoy Bechayim Oyloi. The Im Heim Bechayim. It depends if the parent is living or not. The Im Heim Bechayim Oz Kivon Deheim Atzmon Chayovim Bechvayd Aviem. Since again, you have three generations alive: a grandparent, a parent, and the child. So if the parent is still alive and they are mechuyev to be mechabed their parent, gam b'neim chayav l'chabed avim, why? Dezeh atzmoi have kibud ha'av kishe b'noi mechabed es avim. V'hamezeh atzmoi b'chlal kvoyed avim ma'ashe mechabed ziknei. V'chei ba'avi imoi. Aval im avim v'imoi kvar mesu. Kibud ehem atzm ein mechlal chiyu kvoyed av. The mesu chavshi, they have no more mitzvah anymore. Gam b'neim turim melachabed aviziknay. Kachish shleim asim mekadush married the imek bar meisel chenir came to harim lekach gidlo ziknay lekach shapir omer la berachan. I don't know why he says kedusha. He means psychic probably. What's he saying? Why was his grandfather raising him? Because his parent was not alive anymore. So he says the new understanding. Why is a person obligated to mechabed their grandparent? Again, we said it should be elementary, but there's no source. So he says it's not a nuchiyim of b'nei banim. No, regardless, it's not a thing. He's saying that the chiv to the grandparent is because it's a covenant for the parent that their parent should have covenant. Right? This is similar to what you were mentioning. The rotten of every child is that his parent should have covenant. So in turn, the grandchild is obligated towards his parent. Right? The grandchild is obligated to cover to his own parent. Is he obligated directly to his grandparent? No, he's not. It's included in his obligation to his parent. So what's the nafka mean, he says? The parent's not living anymore. If the parent is not living anymore, so then the grand the parent he doesn't care what happens to the grandparent. He's not he has no mitzvah anymore to machab the grandparent. It doesn't exist. So comes out not to me She says that Allah is should a person machab the grandparent only if the parent is still alive. 
if the grandparent is not, if the parent is not alive, there's no, no it's interesting, because the case of the Maria Kuba was that was, he's trying to explain their Amar, really. And the Marik's case was that there was a grandchild saying Kaddish for the grandparent. It sounded like he held, even in that case, there's no Chiyah for, no. That the Ramo was arguing on that case, which means that what that the Ramo who said there is a Chiyah to the grandparent means, even with a parent passed away. But he seemed to disagree with that, and he says that no. The Nachimim is, is the parent alive, or is he not alive? Now, that is one approach to understand the Ramo. So which means that a person would be obligated to mechab the grandparent, but only if his parent is still alive. Now, there's another, one other point over here, and this, I'm sure everyone is familiar with the Gemara that says that if a father tells you to bring to drink, and your mother says, Hashkinimani, who do you listen to first, your father or your mother? Your father, right? Why? Why do you listen to your father and not to your mother? Exactly. Because who's mechoyiv in the covenant of your father? Not only you, your mother's also mechoyiv to mechabinim. So together, you would be obligated to give to your father first. That's the case. No, Rabbi Isai? If you have a father, and you have a grandfather, right? Who should come first? Dr. Amal, the father goes first. The father's more than the grandfather. But one second. If there is a chiv like you see from the Medrash that you should mechabit yeah, your grandfather, Oh, very good. So that's the question. What is the son's chiv to his grandfather? If you say, let's say, so what does that mean? That means that my grandfather, he's my father. I have two fathers, so to speak. I have my father. My grandfather, he's also my father, right? So I have to mechabit him. Why? Because he's my father, my grandfather. He's my, grand, he's my father. So I have to mechabit him. My father has to be him. That's a good comparison to But according to what Shlom Kluger said, that's not true. Why? Because according to Shlom Kluger said, why to be the grandparent? Not because of your direct connection with him, but it's only to fulfill the chiv of what? Of your own father. That's what you're saying, Yosef. Because if the whole chiv is because you want to be mechabed your father, that's why you're being mechabed your grandfather, then it doesn't make sense to say, oh, I'm mechayiv in the covenant, my father's mechayiv in the covenant, so let's give the grandfather first. No, you're not mechayiv in the covenant of your grandfather. You're doing it for your grandfather in order to what? To fulfill the chiv to your father himself. Oh, that he says already is not true anymore, right? Then, then you would not be mechayiv to give the grandfather first. So if that's the case, that's what drama means, that you give the father more than you, what does it mean more than your grandfather? It means when you're contrasting. Should I do this? Should I do that? Which one should I do first? You give first to the father. Why? Because that's a greater level of chiv. Even if you say that you should be mechabed your grandfather, because that is a cover for your father, it's not the same level as being mechabed your father himself. And Rick Vega says a similar idea over here as well. He says it's a true, it's actually a beautiful true, a long true from Rick Vega about Kibbutz But he brings over here, so the same with I think the Levayas Chain was the Maral Tzins. Is that correct? Anyone familiar with the same with the same Levayas Chain? Anyone know, familiar with this one with the Maral Tzins? The Platsky going. He said he left over a big cell. He, he lived many hundreds of years ago. All that for him, of the Yeshua and the Rebbeim. They bring him. He wrote on his Matzeva. Whoever's going to print this farm, he's going to be Malam Sosim for the Nashamayim. They, they're very busy printing his farm. It's Ayel Sahavim and and. Uh, other ones on Pirkei Avos, they're black swarm. They printed many, many swarms. He was a tremendous going in his time. And I'm trying to remember where he was, where he was the rub. I think in Plotsk. He was a Plotsk going. 
So he wrote a sefer on the Chumash called Levayas Chaim, and we create a quote in here on that pasuk and parshas by Igash by Yisbal Zvachim Lekev and Bluchalik. The Bechayi Avid Mechuyiv the Kibud Avi Avid Yosem the Kibud Avid. Why? The Ata Vavicha Chayav Mechuyiv. Kveger actually he brings this svar. He says no. If both parents are alive, not like we just mentioned a moment ago. If you have a parent and a grandparent, then you should indeed be mechabed your parent more. And Rikvega says this is la He disagrees with the Ramah. The Ramah seems to say that a father always comes first. Rikvega says, one second, it depends. Depends. If you have a father in front of you and a grandfather in front of you, then he evokes that svara, and therefore, who should be mechabed first? The grandfather comes first. Now, we don't, I don't think we pass like Rikvega. I think we pass like the Ramah. But the Rikvega holds that a grandfather would come first. Where do we say that a father comes first? Only if the grandfather is not present. So what does it mean that it's more than the grandfather? Perhaps it means that the level of a person has to do things for a father that he wouldn't do for a grandfather. That could be, I don't know what it means, Yosef. Or if Vega holds that... No, I apologize. It means Kapshutan. If there are mummies, even if your father's here, and your grandfather's here in front of you at the very same time, you still are Muhammad, your grandfather, first. That's a Rikvegol. The Ramal, no. Ramal, even if they're both here together. Why are you Muhammad? Because since both you're obligated to Muhammad, your, your grandfather, and your father's Muhammad to obligate your grandfather, that's why you should give cover to the grandfather first. He uses the Svar Halacha. He disagrees with it, with what we said up until this point. He said that no. Since everyone is Muhammad to cover the grandfather, perhaps. In, it, it's not before in the Pasuk, so we, we, we really run the full spectrum of here. We run the spectrum from saying, the Marik's opinion who holds that there's no chiv to have a grandfather at all, up to the point of your who holds that it's true, the Torah always says Chavit Savicha, but I guess he held that it was just like an obvious svar, that since you're Mechavit to have your grandfather, and your father's Mechavit to have your grandfather, so that application would override the chiv of Chavit yeah, Savicha. The father's one who have his father, that, that's... He has no choice. He doesn't want to. He has, he's obligated to. The father tells his son, do not, don't be Muhammad my father. Now, is the, is the son Mukhayyib, is the father or do Muhammad? So Rikvegis is the grandfather. Why? Because he has, Mukhayyib Rikvegis understanding he has a direct chiv towards his grandfather. And his father also has a chiv. He can say, I don't want you to do it, but he's still obligated. Right? He's doing it out there by telling you, don't listen to your grandfather. He, he, he should really be telling you, in order to be kind of mitzvah, you should listen to him. He's not being, but what, what should you do? You should not listen to your father, right? But if, according to the others, it's not true. Because since you believe to obligate a father, to be a father more than the grandfather, yeah, the grandfather will be pushed to the side. Why? So the answer may be like we said before, because if the pshat is, because Yochim of the grandfather, there is no such thing to be a grandfather. There's no source. It's only in order to be a father, so then, if your father says not to do it, so then you don't do it. That, that this exact scenario that you're talking about is the difference between how you approach this obligation to being a habit a grandfather. That's it. Yeah, I got the point.